are listening to Think Funny with Aaron Donnelly, Nate Sadler, and Matt Donnelly. For show notes and to check out Aaron's books, please visit AaronDonnelly.com. And now, the show that only thinks it's funny, the Think Funny Podcast. Welcome to the Think Funny Podcast. This is Aaron Donnelly. I am here with my co-host, Matt Donnelly. Hello, everyone. And special guest host, Jordan Green. Hello, Donnellys. Nate's out on vacation this week, so we asked uh, an old friend of mine, Jordan, to come on the show. Jordan is, uh, man, he's a writer. He's, I know Jordan from, I think it was 2005. I was trying to think of the year when he started something called the Burnside Writers Collective, and it was a bunch of writers together to do a a magazine, online magazine. And since then, what what do you got going on now, Jordan? Oh, I've been working on a book for a while, you know, a memoir about, uh, it's it's actually for my daughter yeah. about my wife and I, you know, our relationship. Right. And then yeah. I also write a blog on like Portland and Faith called Stark and Maine. And uh, you guys have a podcast too? Yeah, we've got some episodes recorded. I think they're good. So Jordan is, uh, he's out of Portland, Oregon, which mm-hmm. watching Fox News, mm-hmm. I would interpret is completely on fire at this point, is totally <laughs> yeah. destroyed. Is that the case, yeah. Jordan? Yeah. What's the take on the street? I would say I am a little frightened right now. Like it's a, it, there's some tension. Yeah. Like, I'll, you know, I'll be writing about it and I'll be like, ah, oh, actually everything's pretty good here. But then it'll be like, no, actually it's not. So lately we've been covering This Week in History and Nate usually does the intro. Matt, do you want to try it? This Week in History. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This week we're covering August 16th through the 22nd, and August 16th. It's uh, National Roller Coaster Day, um, Mm. because in 1898, the roller coaster was patented by Edwin Prescott. Um, Although I would not ride a roller coaster from 1898. I have been on some rickety ones. Have you been on wooden roller coasters before? Oh, yeah. Jordan, you you grew up here. We grew up in the Midwest, which is roller country country. We're really thrown off by having Enchanted Forest as our yeah. only, only thing. It's it's like the most measly. It's built in like the late 60s, early 70s, like by hand, by like the guy, and just started building it and expanding on it. But they have a legitimate log ride. It's in this little forest, yeah. and they use fairy tales. The I think the uh, gift shop at the Enchanted Forest may be the saddest place on earth <laughs> <laughs> because you go there and they have like, plastic pencil cases you know they've been there a long time because they have the sticker price tag <laughs> and uh, covered in dust it's uh yeah it's sad like and it's- then you go buy a soda and the cups are like the old wax pepsi cups because they must have bought a bunch at one point and then never yeah. used them and then they have it you remember the uh uh, it's the water show, the water feature. And it's a bunch of lawn sprinklers that are orchestrated to go back and forth. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah we need to and go. Then, yeah, they have this rabbit hole thing. Do you remember the hole? You crawl through a hole and you go to the other side of the sidewalk. And then a fat lady at my church got stuck in the hole. <laughs> so, she might still how'd be they, there. How'd they get her out? They incorporated her into the park. Eight sixteen, the death of Elvis Presley, August sixteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. Uh, Elvis is found unresponsive on his bathroom floor. Now we've covered this a little bit before, but basically he had a heart attack from 
trying to take a crap is how the king died on the throne. Uh, so when they did the autopsy, they found that his colon was twice as long and twice as wide as a normal colon. And it had, I heard, up to 40 pounds of compacted waste in it. Uh, and the waste was four to five months old. So, yeah. Isn't that also the story with John Wayne? Isn't there? A yeah, similar- you know, someone brought that. Up. I was okay. So I was talking about this yesterday because my brother-in-law was in town. Because I don't know. I think Matt, I've done my Elvis impersonation. I have a very half-second Elvis impersonation that I do, which is. Uh, yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> so I busted it out, and I go, "Well, this is Elvis dying." <laughs> so anyway, I busted that out for him, and he's brought up John Wayne. So what's the deal with John Wayne? So it's the same of- story. Yeah, like who had more compacted feces in (laughs) who is more full of shit (laughs) so i remember there was a maxim article i read back you know in like the early aughts or something where it it was some guy who went on a cleanse uh on an island and and apparently you know like after being on this cleanse of just these soups for a while he expelled a marble like a marble he'd eaten as a kid oh wow I've asked, I asked my wife about this because you know she was uh, yeah, she's, yeah. she's a doctor. She yeah. claims that if you have even like a teaspoon of feces that sits in your intestine too long, that it'll it'll become infected. Like essentially, that it's always stuff doesn't get stuck in there. People that go in and get their colon colon blow, hook up a power washer. Yeah, uh, the video inside there is already clean. Like if you were looking your colon, it should be clean already. Get it. Apparently, he had a bowel paralysis. Which is probably the worst kind of paralysis. <laughs> well, your intestines can get obstructed. Like, the, yeah, I mean, but it, that's that would make sense that it would kill him and be like severely painful, and that he wouldn't be able to shit. You know, yeah, yeah. It's mostly peanut butter and fried bananas in there. I think. <laughs> so, I think that's the recipe for bowel paralysis. Charles Bukowski, born. He was a writer, L.A. writer, kind of an underground hero writer. So if you look at him, if you ever see an interview, he talks very frankly. He's like this. uh, I heard a guy said he was a hero for the unapologetic bachelor slob. He's very unsterilized, very like talks vulgar. And just very direct. He he's okay. So he said that his dad beat him with a razor strap three times a week for his entire growing up, mm. and that taught him a lot about writing. Because when you get the shit beat out of you that much, you end up saying what you mean only. I don't know if you ever seen him, but so Mickey Rourke played him in a biographical film called Barfly, mm-hmm. and uh, Mickey Rourke now looks like Charles Bukowski. Maybe Charles he had the roughest looking. He looks like his face looks like the surface of Mars with hair on it. That's yeah, what his right. face looks like. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's an extremely character. Yeah, face, you know, it makes me want to smoke his face. <laughs> just, just one glance at it makes you want to smoke. But uh, anyway, he had a way of articulating stuff. Um, yeah. for a certain subset that absolutely makes sense, and and he's totally clear in his language. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, I saw one interview about him that he was talking about the first time he had sex. He was 24. He said he was drunk and she was a 300 pound whore. <laughs> and uh, he goes, The bed broke. So we were on this incline and I couldn't find my wallet. So I started cursing her out for stealing my wallet and called her and he used all these words. And then when she ran out, I found my wallet. So I went back to the place where I met her at the bar and they told me I couldn't come in because I had cursed her out. So I couldn't even apologize.
Babe Ruth died August 16th, 1948. He was only 53, died of throat cancer. 48 pounds um, of compacted shit in his <laughs> <laughs> The thing about, so I did find one interesting tidbit about Babe Ruth in that I love seeing, like, he's obviously, like, the greatest baseball player ever, but in the 1926 World Series, Game 7, the Yankees are down 3-2. to two. Um, He gets walked, and it's the bottom of the ninth, right? And he gets caught stealing for the final out of the series, and the Yankees lose. All right, August 17th. Just another quick baseball one. It was the only time that a fan has been hit with a foul ball twice in the same at bat. That was 1957. And it was, and uh, Alice Roth first got hit uh, and it hit her in the face, broke her nose. Uh, they sent for a stretcher. She's laying on the stretcher and the guy hits another foul ball and hits her while she's laying in the stretcher. <laughs> Well, it was uh, the day that Clinton came out, August 17th, 1998, and admitted that he had an inappropriate relationship with Monica Lewinsky. I just bring that up because it is interesting to go back and look at it because there really was a power differential there. Like she's come out and talked about, she said, like now at 44, I'm beginning to consider the implications of the power differentials that were so vast between the president and a White House intern, she says, because she was 22 and he was 49. And so even though it was consensual, it might have been sort of impossible for it to be totally consensual just because of the total differential in power status there and how Bill Clinton essentially took advantage of that. Mm. Um, He's never really come out and apologized directly to her. He's even said that as recently as 2018, that he didn't feel the need to. He's apologized enough in public. She has Mm. a great uh, TED Talk that I actually watched that was about shaming, public shaming, like in the internet age. And she talks about like what she went through. One of the things I've I've been noticing is you you talk about this apology thing. He says he's apologized elsewhere He's and he's never really apologized to her. And and one of the things I've noticed in news stories is when they'll talk about someone apologizing, like, an apology really is a, you know, it's it's a confession. It's saying, I, I it's essentially you, you've hurt someone else, so you are putting your head on the block to make up for that. And yeah. I, it's not at all surprising to me that a man like Bill Clinton would would not Admit. would not have authentically apologized. May West, born mm-hmm. May August seventeenth, eighteen ninety three. Come up and see me sometime. So. She was arrested. She wrote a play to kind of this is kind of what got her famous. 1927. She wrote a play called Sex, and she was arrested and sentenced for ten days for corrupting the morals of youth after it was performed. She was an early supporter of gay rights uh, back in the 1920s. And then my favorite part of this is that she went on a radio show, Edgar Bur- Burgeon's uh, radio show. He had a ventriloquist dummy called Charlie McCarthy. And her seduction of the dummy prompted an FCC investigation. <laughs> so <laughs> she, because she re- referred to wood and having splinters from their last time together. <laughs> so, yeah. um, anyway, I just like that whole that whole concept of the <laughs> investigation over the dummy. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted a dummy as a kid. But they always were considered like too expensive or exorbitant because they're like $150. I just actually looked them up on Amazon. 
you can buy a good a good dummy for uh, three hundred and fifty, but an entry level dummy is one fifty. I'm thinking about you know maybe I'll get a one fifty dummy, and then you know if one that'll last you a while, you really want to invest in a three fifty dummy, handcrafted artisan dummy. What like I mean when you're looking at them though, are you like oh maybe yeah maybe I should pay a little more and get the finer yeah, sort it, of dummy? Yeah, kind of go oh yeah that's that's a quality stitching there and. <laughs> I think I would, I'd sometimes do things, I kind of do things that freak me out sometimes. Like I'll be standing alone in front of a mirror and say my name and say, hello, Aaron. <laughs> but I thought if I had a dummy, I could sit alone in a room and like very slowly turn its head. <laughs> That's a bucket list item for me. <laughs> what feelings emerge. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Seems like you'd, you know, you'd be able to express yourself in unique ways. Happy birthday to uh, David Koresh, uh, August 17th, 1959. Um, David Koresh, I wrote a bit about this too, and uh, not to just go all comedy bit on you guys, but uh, he claimed to be Jesus Christ, right? So, mm-hmm. but you have to live with them. So, it, sooner or later, you're going to like smell an egg fart coming from him. <laughs> and then, or you're going to be sitting there, he's going to be laughing at some stupid TV show and you're going to be like, what's he thinking? There's nothing. To at some point, you all have to have the thought that says, Jesus Christ, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that thought has got to come into your head. It is. It's a big claim. That's a big claim to make. You know? Then to live with someone day in and day out and maintain that claim. Uh, right. Jesus right. Christ, my ass. And they're stuck in that com- compound. Yeah. They can't like walk right. around and escape he smelled the egg fart and you're like i explicitly told the sisters not to feed him eggs <laughs> i got to visit that uh that compound once really? and, and yeah i i happened to be in waco and and i wanted to go see it it was very empty and it was like a hot day and um and the only like other creature we saw was a dog that came up and kind of greeted us and then that was it it was a ethereal kind of yeah. kind of place August 18th, Genghis Khan, born. And the crazy thing, of course, that came out recently, I think it came out in like early 2000s, there was a study that showed that one in 200 men on Earth are direct descendants of Genghis Khan. Whoa. Because the Y chromosome is passed down exclusively from the father, and they called it this like, they identified this like super Y chromosome that originated like a thousand years ago around that area. So it had to have been Genghis Khan. It's a crazy amount of people because... He had two to three thousand women in his harem. His sons and grandsons had the same. Like his grandson had one a harem that was seven thousand women. Oh my goodness! And so you just keep carrying that down, which is basically. I mean, when you talk about this, it's really a sad story because it's essentially rape of tens of who knows how many thousands of women the Genghis Khan's descendants did. Hmm. You know, they would uh, kill the men and take the women. That wasn't consensual by any means. So. Um, yeah, he. After all of this, he killed twenty to forty million people, which was five to ten percent wow. of the world population. Wow. But I, I want to know, like, the orgy logistics involved with three thousand <laughs> people. I mean, the guy in charge of that is who we should be studying. So, but uh, he, he died after falling off of his horse and getting pneumonia. So that's how he went. Hmm. Apparently, hmm. Matt, do you remember when we pulled into Brandon and Denny said that Grandma had pneumonia? Except. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So Denny is our uncle and they live in a small town in Brandon, Iowa, 250 people. We pull mm-hmm. in, Denny's pulling out and we just stop on the road because there's like one road there. And he like slams on his brakes and he rolls down his window and he's like, grandma's got ammonia. I got to go to Walmart. <laughs> so, and then he took off. So we always say that grandma's got ammonia. <laughs> Did she, she ended up being okay though? Yeah, she's okay. <laughs> Andre Jacques Garnerin, who, uh, he died August 18th, 1823. He was the, uh, French balloonist, inventor of the frameless parachute. So he invented the first parachute, and he did it as a test, obviously, the first time. He, he, he emerged injured, and he went to make hundreds of jumps. And wow. he died getting hit by a wooden beam on the ground during a normal day of construction. Um, I was thinking about the other day, I was I was thinking about what would happen if I was in one, and I, I feel like if I go, the first one would definitely not work. Now, when people jump off buildings, I've heard that they die usually from a heart attack rather than the impact. Oh, but, really? Interesting. But how do they know that, I guess, would be the question. Yeah, right. Rogaine uh, was approved by the FDA uh, oh. for hair loss treatment. Did not try it. Kind of wish I would have, but it didn't seem like it doesn't seem like it works that well anyway. So It, it lets you keep what you have, but not regrow, mm-hmm. is what I've heard. So, And I, I think I've told the story before of I begged mom to take me to the doctor when I was 18 because Rogaine was a prescription only and it it had maybe just come out. Where were you at at that point? It was Iowa somewhere. It was Cedar Rapids, Iowa. No, I mean your your hairline. Oh. What what stage? It was, uh, what stage on this? What's the scale called, Matt? There's a scale. The uh, Norwood scale. Yeah. (laughs) It's got got pictures. Probably a six in Norwood. Um, (laughs) For those in the know, it's, uh, no, it was seriously receding at that time in high school. and. So the doctor looked at my hair and he goes, ah, you're still young. Let's give it a few years. And I was like, a few years? Are you, are you crazy? Are you insane? <laughs> I need to yeah. salvage everything I can. So that was it. And the rest is history. Matt, do you, you used to have a Google alert set up for cures for baldness. I used but to, yeah. I gave up. Depressing? Yeah. Yeah, I just gave up and said, ah, there's never going to be, they're never going to solve it. We did an episode on baldness and I saw on WebMD or something, it was like cures. And like the main one was accept the baldness. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, the main cure. August 19th. <laughs> I uh, I just thought this was funny just because of the name. It's not funny at all. But uh, the U.S. was hit by Hurricane Bob. <laughs> and it <laughs> hit the coastline, New England mainly, caused $1.5 billion in damage, 17 deaths. But it was named Bob, so we expect. It's yeah. like I saw an article. It was just a headline. And it said the name Gary is disappearing in England. Like it will be totally disappeared by the year 2040 because no kids since 1992 have been named Gary. And I always thought that'd be funny just to look at a baby and say, this is Gary. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it is like the oldest name. It I, is. Yeah. You're like, hey, Gary. It's really like our parents' generation where the Garys were, right? That's where the Garys were. Another baseball one. In 1951, uh, Eddie Goodell uh, becomes the shortest player. the short guy. Yeah. In a a baseball game, he was uh, three feet, uh, seven inches tall. 
Yeah. Uh, he signed a one-day contract uh, with Cleveland Browns, and uh, he took. He was told, "Do not swing." So he took four four pitches, four balls, ran to first base, and then they called a pinch runner. Was it the owner? Was kind of an eccentric, funny guy? Or the, the, uh, I think he's more of the general manager type, Bill Vec. Bill uh, he's been known, yeah, he's been known to to have a lot of different promotions, things like that, just to try to you know have people come out and see the game. He was the one that had the disco demolition night. Uh, when oh, he right. for the Chicago White Sox, they burned they burned the records, but it set pyrotechnics set some of the stadium on fire, so they had to cancel the second game of the doubleheader. Abraham Lincoln challenged to a duel August nineteenth, eighteen forty two. So uh, this is eighteen forty two. He was in Illinois, and he was writing into the paper. He was trolling somebody anonymously, making fun of him by writing these uh, letters to the editor. Uh, in signing them with a different name. This is what Lincoln was doing. And his wife got, or Mary Lincoln and her friends got in on it as well. So the guy found out it was Lincoln and he challenged him to a duel. And so Lincoln did this, created this ridiculous duel rules using a broadsword, like a medieval broadsword and a pit that was 12 feet deep to stand in. And he thought that the guy wouldn't show. The guy actually showed up and Lincoln got all nervous. They actually had to do it, I think, across the river because dueling was illegal in Illinois. So the guy was serious about dueling Lincoln and Lincoln got scared. And finally, Lincoln's friends stepped in and talked everybody out of it. Um, and then the guys, they became friends, uh, lifelong friends after that. But I guess as they came back on the boat across the river, there was a big crowd there waiting to see what happened. And someone put a bloody shirt over a log and acted like it was a body as a prank. So a little story. Lincoln was ashamed of it the, the, uh, the rest of his life. He didn't want to talk about it. I had uh, Groucho Marx died August 19th, 1977. We used to watch You Bet Your Life. Remember, Matt? It was always yeah. on. I don't know if Dad recorded it or what, but that was a great show. Yeah, um, it was on Nick at Night. I don't know if they still have that. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if he gets... I wonder if he gets any money for those nose and glasses combos. Does that go to the Marx estate? Like, <laughs> do you ever get any kickback on those? We get a monthly check. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> big time money in the nose and glasses. I <laughs> that was like a, I had a thought of, well, I had a thought of showing up at a, at a girlfriend's house for dinner, dressed as a clown and then not, can, not talking about it at all. And, <laughs> but then what if you wore the glasses for a long enough time to where it wasn't a joke anymore and you got in arguments over it about how this is who you are. You get really furious. That's how you were from day one. And you're not this is who I am now. You knew that. You knew that when you met me. Yeah. <laughs> like you're face to face and you're wearing the glasses. I didn't know this. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s mother was assassinated. Do you guys know this? Oh, what? No. When was? Yeah, 1974, August 19th. Afterward. Yeah, she was playing the Lord's Prayer on an organ during a church service, and a guy, an African American guy, he was he was crazy. He stood up and started yelling and started shooting and shot her. He tried to kill his dad, but he was closer to his mom, so he killed her. Um, he pled insanity. He died at the age of 44 in prison. He believed that God was talking to him and that he believed the African-American preachers were uh, acting out of hatred for their community or something. He is, you know, unstable, but mm. yeah, mm. very sad. The King family, he was supposed to get the death penalty, but they petitioned to uh, get him life in prison instead to show him, I guess, some mercy. Wow.
August twentieth. I had one of those. Uh, I had one of those uh, from Crazy to Guinness. Uh, yeah. Entries. Um, yeah. I had so Jordan, 19- what I try oh, to do is, I, I have long term plans to write a book about people that are not in Guinness yet, but are just crazy. And like the journey to get into Guinness with like the nine foot long fingernails. I want to interview the seven foot long fingernail guy. <laughs> yeah. So the <laughs> yeah. guy is aspiring, but that have fallen short. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's okay. what I want to know. So go ahead, Matt. <laughs> oh, I said, uh, okay. 1985, Hans Beck. Uh, in Australia, completed a 3,875-mile trip on a unicycle, setting the record. Uh, But again, if he had fallen short, maybe he did (laughs) 3,000 miles on the unicycle. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the story, that I couldn't do it. Yeah, I took him 51 days of unicycling straight. It's a lot of balance. I've tried to, I've ridden a unicycle when I was younger. It's not as hard as as it seems. How so? Well, it's one of those things where you've got to go for it. There's no half-assing unicycling. (laughs) I just, I just saw this video yesterday. Just this, it was just some random guy I know filming like someone in a park pulling up in this really, really beautiful old pickup truck. And so he's, he's kind of getting this picture of this pickup truck. And then the guy gets out with one of the old timey pulls one of the old timey giant tire bicycles oh, giant tire called with like a, a penny feather or penny something penny yeah. farthing is that what no, penny I don't farthing. Know. yeah no, i have no idea if that's what it's called I, i'm I just saying i'm be. just saying that yeah. um but also that is a, it was a terrible design for bicycles like it's weird that that was the initial one just go with two i don't know why not start with two even ones why yeah. make a, why make one giant one right they call uh, just thought on it is called a penny farthing or oh. known as a, a high wheeler. <laughs> high um, wheeler. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. Anyway, that, that's in Portland. You probably look out your window and you can see people riding by on those, right? <laughs> no, I like that's, that's almost like what people like, you know, what someone in Phoenix who imagines a Portlander is doing, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I guess he would be in Portland, but in Portland, they'd be like, ah, that's a little too much guy. You're going a little heavy on that. August 20th, uh, 1672, so it's a long way back, but it was a good one. Prime Minister of Holland, Johann de Witt, and his brother were, they tried to invade uh, France, I believe, and then France and England came and fought them. Holland used to, leave, used to be powerful at the time. Anyway, mm-hmm. they were ousted, and then they were mobbed, stripped naked, torn apart, and eaten by the mob. Whoa. Wow. So the leap from the mob to eating people, Yee. that's a weird leap. Yeah. Yeah. This is an intense end for this guy. (laughs) And uh, they didn't arrest any of the people that did the mob. So that means in that town, the next day, you have to go back to normal small talk, chit chat. (laughs) Like. How do you recover from that? Maybe maybe they're leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) They were leftovers. It would be a little weird to like sell a sell a meat pie to like the the guy that you'd seen chewing on his leg on Johan's leg. You know, it's always Dutch history is always interesting to me because they're so like they kind of remind me of Oregon in some ways, like that they they kind of allow a lot. But then they've got this, you know, there was like a major center of Protestantism for a while, right? Right, Like they kind of go, they kind of like vacillate back. But it seems like personal freedom is pretty prized there. Or or like, yeah, you do what you like. You know, we're Dutch. We let each other do what we like. Every 400 years we we eat our prime minister. (laughs) We have to eat a prime minister and then it's all back to normal. I don't know if that was a Dutch accent or not. (laughs) 
August 21st. Wilt Chamberlain, his birthday, August 21st, 1936. Mm. The reason why I want to talk about him is I, the, you know, I got 100 points in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I met the guy that guarded him. Uh, wow. He's he lives in he lives in my town and did a speech at my business group thing. His name is Daryl Imhoff, and he was the backup. The guy that was supposed to guard him was hungover, so Daryl had to guard him. And then Daryl got <clears throat> fouled out after twenty minutes, and so then they had to put in this third string six foot nine guy to guard Wilt. And the game basically became this this thing about Wilt's team wanted him to get a hundred, so they wouldn't take the easy layups; they'd pass it back out to Wilt. And then the other team didn't want him to get 100, so they'd stall and they'd try and run out the clock. Mm. So that's what the whole game was about. Even the last 100 points, the guy had an easy layup. He pulled back and then threw an alley-oop to Wilt and he dunked it to get the 100. And even though it was the middle, it was still in the game. The crowd you know, swarmed the floor. But this guy that guarded him, he turned to the ref after his third foul they got called on. And he said, why don't you just let him get 100 now and we can all go home. <laughs> and then he ended up getting 100. So yeah, we're a little footnote there. You know, so. I, I, I did hear recently some story about pickup games that would be pay- played in Los Angeles, like in the 80s, that would have, you know, like really high level pickup games. Like, I don't know if it was a gym somewhere, but it was like, you know, like the Lakers, the Showtime Lakers starting five against Wilt. Right. And another squad. I mean, he would apparently dominate. <laughs> like, I mean, the Showtime Lakers is one of the greatest teams it's ever uh-huh. been. And yeah. he would dominate that team as a 40, 45 year old. Like, oh, yeah. I think we always kind of imagine him as dominating these these little short Bob Cousy esque white guys, but he was just awesome anyway. Just the Genghis Khan of, of basketball. <laughs> right. All right. Steven Hilleberg, Hillenberg was born in 1961. He is the creator of SpongeBob. So I love SpongeBob uh, when it started, and I stopped watching it because <laughs> my son was that age, right? But um, my daughter, I've talked to her about it recently, and she goes, yeah, I like seasons one through three. <laughs> and I was like, seasons, like it's a thing. Like <laughs> She goes, I was like, seasons one through three. And she's like, yeah, I really fell off after season three. <laughs> So I just Googled it before we got on the air and it's true. There's articles written about it. Oh, really? After, yeah. He went to go do the movie SpongeBob after season three and he wanted to end the SpongeBob show. He felt like the movie was the ending hmm. and all, a lot of the major writers, the original writers and him walked off. And so seasons four on are Nickelodeon like fill-in writers. So it's like a known thing in wow. the industry that SpongeBob jumped the shark after season three. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. they're still making they're still making new episodes. Right. Yeah. Jeez, so, really? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. I heard I read something about Lost recently being that, like the way Damon Lindelof, like they they oh. planned it to be a pretty short. It'd be like, okay, we could do one more season, you know, like we'll figure out enough stories. And then eventually they're like, No, we can't do yeah. any more. And then this they still it. kept going with it. It's like the Three Stooges episode where they paint themselves into the corner. <laughs> that that is lost. Kenny Rogers' birthday, August 21st. Rest in peace, Kenny Rogers. Um, One thing I found out about him was that he played tennis eight hours a day, every day for 10 years, and was nationally ranked at one point. Wow. So, yeah, RIP Kenny Rogers. And then there's that website, men who look like KennyRogers.com, which is pretty good. (laughs) The Blood Countess. I think Nate might have brought this up. She died August 22nd, 1614. She killed over 600 virgins so that she could bathe in their blood. Whoa. She's Where was this? Like, 
She's listed by Guinness as the most prolific female murderer in history. Hungary. Hmm. Yeah. So then I started thinking about that and I was just doing the math and because the human body has one and a half gallons of blood and a bathtub is 40 gallons. So at best you're sitting to one to two inches of tepid blood. (laughs) So it was more of a logistics thing probably. You know, once you have a vision, you got to get it done. (laughs) August 22nd, the last day I have that the Mona Lisa was stolen in 1911 Mm. uh, from the Louvre and recovered uh, two years later. I saw something online recently that said that whoever the act, the lady in the picture was, and I'm, I'm sure it's probably known by people who she was, but had Bell's palsy, her face, and that's what created the smile. Have you heard this? Oh, no. What? Yeah. Like half yeah. of her face was... was yeah. uh, the Mona oh, Lisa yeah. smile is actually a medical condition. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but here's Enigmatic. the thing about... <laughs> here's the thing about Bell's palsy is a girl in my youth group got it from sleeping by a fan. And that is one of the most horrific things I've ever yeah. heard. Ugh. So it's a facial para- paralysis that she had for a few days by sleeping with a fan on her face. Ugh. So that's one of those things I don't want to research. I just want to be scared of <laughs> because it's just fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Do you make sure that fans are never like aimed at your face? No, because I sleep your- by a fan with my face every night. So we'll see. <laughs> You're going to wake up one day. Yeah. It's like I had a fear of cauliflower ear. I fell asleep on a head massager one time and I woke up and thought maybe I'd gotten cauliflower because it was massaging my ear all night. Guy that was born that invented the idea of making something $2.99 instead of $3. Guy named Melville Stone. Hmm. Wow. He owned the Chicago Daily News newspaper in 1875. And here's how it came. This is even weirder how he got there. He wanted to price the paper at one penny to beat out the nickel papers of the day. So, But pennies, nobody had pennies that could pay for his paper. So he encouraged all of his advertisers to set everything at 99 cents so that people would start getting pennies in circulation so that they could buy his mm. paper for a penny. Smart. So. Mm. Yeah, that whole thing is called uh, pricing psychology. It's it's really interesting actually to see how it all works. And I know that it works on me. So sure. he so he accidentally found that and then yeah. <laughs> it, it is it is worked out essentially. Like they they, yeah. they saw in retrospect that it works psychologically. Gregory the ninth died he was the pope in uh, 1241 the thing that he's most famous for is that he did his first papal bull he associated the cat with witchcraft basically you thought that the cat cats were associated with satan and devil worship so the story you always hear is that people started killing cats which led to an increase of rats and mice which contributed to the spread of the black death Oh, but wow. I, I actually, yeah, I've actually researched that a little bit more. It's, that's kind of a conspiracy theory. It's probably not true, but it's a great story. I think uh, we've talked about our grandpa. I think he was a direct descendant of uh, Gregory the Ninth. He uh, he was mayor of the small town in Iowa, and every day he would trap cats and take them to another city and release them out of the back of his car. <laughs> so <laughs> there's some lineage there. That's all I had. Do you guys have anything else for August 22nd? I got Iceland is the first nation to recognize the Baltic states in 1991. <laughs> Pretty good Baltic states. I like them. You know, Lithuania, <laughs> Estonia, Latvia. 
Thanks for your contribution, Jordan. <laughs> that was a great. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Somebody had to recognize them. <laughs> Someone had to recognize them today. They just recognized them. Hey, I recognize you. You look familiar. <laughs> That's good. What, so, who are the Baltic states? Uh, you know, this is basically the the fall of the of the USSR. So the, they were the, they're the three con- nations uh, on the Baltic Ocean across from Scandinavia that yeah. you know okay. um, yep. you know you know it's the Baltics. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all I had. You guys, Did you guys have anything else you want to cover? No, no I think yeah. that's good. Jordan, nah, anything, you wanna, nah. anything you want to plug before you go? No, I got nothing to plug. If you, you know, check out Stark and Maine if you're into Christianity in Oregon. <laughs> okay. Starkandmaine.com? Yes, starkandmaine.com. Okay. Well, thanks so much, Jordan. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, so thank, you, thank you. Yeah, 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 this is fun. Thank you, guys. Yeah, so great to connect with you again, buddy. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the Think Funny Podcast for Matt Donnelly and our co-host, uh, Jordan Green. You can check us out on Twitter at ThinkFunnyPodC1, and you can email us at ThinkFunnyPodcast at gmail.com. Have a great week. We have to eat a prime minister, and then it's all back to normal. Thanks for listening to Think Funny. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. If you have comments or topics for the guys, you can email them at thinkfunnypodcast at gmail.com. And check out aarondonley.com for today's show notes and much more. Mm-hmm.